This is a Dude Studios production. And hey, I'm the Dude. Hey Bartender, the podcast. This is the podcast two and four. Bartenders, servers, and their customers. So let's just get started. Today we're going to talk about a relatively simple drink. Everybody should try it at least once. Everybody should try it at least twice. Just to make sure that you know you hate it or not. This one is called the Cherry Bomb. Ooh, cherry bomb. That must be good if you're going to call it a cherry bomb. Yes, we are going to call it a cherry bomb. See how you make a cherry bomb? You take yourself a pounder glass, you fill it about three quarters of the way with Red Bull. Then, you reach for a shot of cherry-flavored vodka. That's right, cherry-flavored vodka. You hold it above the pounder glass and then just drop it in and chug that bastard. Throw it right down your throat and... Cherry bomb! Oh, just go out, try it, and you'll thank me later. So, let's get to the podcast. What are we going to talk about today, people? I think we should cover the most important, the the biggest reason why bars exist. And that reason is to meet people, to gather around, be social, and get laid. Come on, let's admit it. Everybody, not just the men. Ladies, raise your hand. I know you're sometimes go out to the bar just for the sole reason to get laid. It's not just a guy thing. It's a girl thing too. Come on, admit it. But that's not all we're going to talk about. I mean, come on. I mean, let's talk about some serious dating too. I mean, it's not just all about one night stands. You know, A lot of women out there sit back and say, guys only want one thing. That is not true. Guys do not only want one thing, they want two. Because most of the time we want to do it more than once. But that's just the guy's point of view. I'm going to try to break this down from the bartender point of view. And let me tell you, this bartender has seen every type of relationship happen. Every type of relationship explode in every type of relationship, just go on to be a happily ever after situation. So, let's think about this. You get home from work one night and you say to yourself, you know what, I don't want to be in here alone tonight. So, I'm going to go out and have myself a drink. Be social. Go meet people. Go to the na- down to the neighborhood bar. You look around, you might have friends there already, that's cool, everybody needs friends. You sit yourself down at the bar, have a drink. But, you are also aware of the bar etiquette, yes, bar etiquette. You sit at the bar, you are obligated to talk to the person sitting right next to you. You have no choice. You can't sit at the bar and say, leave me alone. If you wanted to be alone, you would have stayed home. You would have gone to the store, bought yourself a bottle or a six-pack, and then you would have went home and turned on Walking Dead or something and just sat there. And then you're sitting at the bar, and you end up talking to whoever's next to you. Be that a man, be that a woman. Maybe you sat down at the bar and thought, hey, that person looks like they're tolerable, or that person looks cute, let's admit it. And so you plop yourself right down next to them. You get your drink and you turn to them and say, hi, how you doing? 
My name is whatever, and can I buy you a drink? Okay, that's usually the start of things. I mean, some people get a little bit excited when they meet somebody that they would like to get to know and just dive right in and say, hey, can I buy you a drink? Not looking in front of them, realizing that they have a drink that is still full right in front of them. Sometimes that can scare people away. Sometimes not. Maybe they're just, they'll be like, I don't have to buy this round. Cool. But you've also got to pay attention to their surroundings. I mean, it can avoid problems in the future. It can, the very near future, if you pay attention to their surroundings. Because they might have somebody next to them that they already came into the bar with. I've seen it a thousand times. Guy walks up, sits down at the bar, sees a pretty girl. He starts, strikes up a conversation. There's no harm in that. Then all of a sudden he says, hey, can I buy you a drink? Then, depending on the person that's sitting next to her, how they handle it. They could go any way right there. But she has to be able to say, um, I'm actually here with somebody. And if the person's cool, they'll, they'll just laugh it off. No big deal. But if the person's not cool, all of a sudden you've just made yourself an arch enemy. It happens. But that's only one of the bad things that can happen. I mean, I've seen it a thousand times where I've had a regular customer that would come in. They're never dressed poorly, but you can tell that they're dressed for relaxation. That is the major thing. But then Friday, Saturday night, I'd notice that they are dressed to the nines. They are, their hair is perfect. They've, well, the girls got their makeup on and, they, uh, and their nice shoes. And, and I think to myself, she's looking for a man, uh, whether, uh, it's for a long-term, short-term, she's looking for a man. Same thing with the guys. I mean, you know, the guys put on that extra tight shirt to show off their muscles, even though they don't notice that beer gut that's sitting right in front of them. And, you know, that's their way of saying, ladies, I'm available. And for ladies to say, who cares? But I digress. I've seen this, you know, being a guy, I can tell you the male point of view uh, when it comes to being in the bar. But like I said earlier, this is me trying to be the bartender, the third party, the person that is watching what's going on. And, you know, there were times where I sat back and said, wow, that didn't work. Or uh, that it was the worst line I've ever seen in my life. But, you know, I write that line down because I think it's hilarious and uh, want to use it somewhere else as a joke. And every once in a while, I'll send text message to some of my friends with the worst pickup lines, mostly because I'm bored. But, wait, we're talking about bartending here. So anyway, I would work odd days of the week. And uh, early on in my career, I'd work weekends, but then I took other jobs, so I couldn't work weekends that much, and I had an odd day of the week to do do bartending. So that odd day of the week, it was blindingly obvious when somebody was coming in there looking for, a, looking for somebody, Miss Wright or Mr. Wright or Mr. or Mrs. Right Now. Didn't matter. They made it blindingly obvious because they dressed up a little bit too much for a Tuesday night. But, yeah, 
you just, you know, you sit back, you wait for the magic to happen. You see guys that are bold enough to walk up to any woman and start talking to them about any subject. They can start talking about anything. If the girl's interested, she may uh, respond. If the guy's interested, he may respond. But it has gone down in flames. I have seen it a thousand times where the guy walks up and says, Hi, my name is... Or the girl walks up and says the same thing. Or, can I buy you a drink? And the person staring at them just all of a sudden gets this look of disgust and says, not interested. I saw one guy handle that fairly decently. He walked up to a girl and said, "Uh, Hi, my name is Joe. Uh, And put his hand out to shake her hand. And she just said, not interested. And he said, I didn't ask if you were interested. I was just telling you my name and hoping to find out yours. Uh, but since you told me you're not interested, I guess I'll leave you alone. And he turned around and walked away. I thought he handled that very gentleman-like. I mean, he could have done what other guys have done and just went stuck up. Or, you know, called her a lesbian, you know, or something like that. But that, I, for the record, I didn't say uh, she called her a lesbian to be mean or anything like that. But guys have said that. I'm actually quoting here. So I have nothing uh, against the gay community. If you want to be happy, be happy. Go for it. But, back to the subject here. The guy wasn't using a pickup line. He was just walking up and introducing himself. But, unfortunately, it didn't work out for him. And she went back to talking to her three girlfriends that were sitting around him. Maybe they are having, having a sit-down girls' night or something like that. Just, you know, they called each other up and said, let's just bash on men tonight. Let's meet at Boston's. Okay, let's go. But, you know, I, you know, commend the guy for trying. But when guys use pickup lines, it's just, you know, I've never seen a pickup line work. I I watched every episode of The First Prince of Bel-Air, and for some reason, he, uh, he was able to use a lot of pickup lines. And, you know, while it's TV, of course it worked out for Will Smith. But... When you walk up to a girl and say, hey, baby, give me your phone number before I don't want it no more, and expect a good response, <laughs> good luck with that. You might as well um, use the worst pickup line from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air where the guy walks up and says, I got four words for you, holiday in. You know, then, you know, just watch yourself spiral out of control and crash. Pickup lines are really funny, though. I mean, uh, I look... You know, you hear the usual things like, "Is uh, did you is your father a a burglar? Because I swear he stole the stars from the skies and put them in your eyes," and you know things like that. I'm like, "Wow, that's fairly creative, but still not very impressive." Or, you know, I like watch a lot of TV, and if you watch a lot of TV, you hear other pickup lines like, "I." Th- I think the um, sexiest part of the woman is the boobies. No, no, that's not how it goes. But you get what I mean. Uh, you know what? One, whoever is listening to this podcast, get onto my Facebook, uh, get on the Facebook page, uh, Hey Bartender Podcast, and give me some examples of good or horrible pickup lines that you've heard. I want to hear them all. I want to know them all. That'll probably end up being the theme for our next po- uh, entire theme for the next podcast. So, the women 
I noticed was a little bit different. Uh, when it comes to a woman being in the bar, she, well, it always seemed like she was automatically prey. You know, it was just all the men, eyes on her, wham! And I'm surprised women go into bars at all sometimes because uh, the way a lot of men act. But usually when it comes down to it, I've seen women practically just say, I'm free, raise their hand, put up one finger, and then guys just, you know, start auditioning. It's like a, all of a sudden she's Simon Cowell and it's American Idol. They start trying to impress her. They start saying things to her. And then she ha basically has her pick, you know, good for her. But I've also seen girls uh, come on a little really strong to whatever guy that they're interested in. And the guy's just basically trying to get her off. Guys do have a personal space. They aren't looking for sex anywhere, anytime with anyone. A lot of guys do have standards. But uh, sometimes when you come on a little bit too strong, you will scare the crap out of them. There are a lot of guys who are not immune to that. Even the girls that laugh at every single joke or, you know, put their arms around them automatically or, you know, that can scare a guy, truthfully. Not just introverted people like me. You, a guy can really freak out if a girl just all of a sudden throws herself at him. But girls, you know, guys do the same thing to you. I mean, you know, there have been times where I sat, stood there behind the bar and I sit back and laugh at the fact that he didn't just whip his dick out. You know, just like, check this out, honey. You know, trying to prove his, how manly he is and all that sort of thing. That's hilarious. But I've seen both men and women, they just don't like it when the person just jumps right on top of them. You know, you got to ease yourself into the situation, especially in a bar situation where nobody trusts anybody, but they trust their bartender. Why do you trust the bartender? Because the bartender is the only sober person in the room. And the bartender has the information on everybody that's there. All of his regular customers, all of her regular customers, they know almost everything. There was one time... There's this girl that came into my bar. She said that she had a problem with a stalker. She came in the Saturday night before and she was talking about, I've got this stalker. He just showed up on my doorstep the other day and I don't know how he found out that I was lived in this apartment complex room number. I mean, she actually said that. She said she lived in Creek Apartments, apartment number 12. And I just stopped and I looked at her and I said, um, did you just listen to yourself? And she goes, oh my God, I uh, wasn't sure that I did that. Um, maybe I did do that and he, uh, he found out about it. And yes, this girl is beautiful. This girl was very intelligent. You know, maybe she just let it slip because alcohol was involved at the time. But she was also a really, really funny girl because I used to give her hell about drinking her uh, pale ale through a straw. It was hilarious. Yeah, I'm not going to say her name, uh, but if she hopefully is listening to this podcast, hopefully she takes that worth a grain of salt and is laughing right now. But I digress. The thing after that, like I said, beautiful girl. 
And every time she walked into a room, she had all eyes on her, even when she was wearing her work uniform. And uh, that night when she stood at my bar and announced where she lived to everybody, I had a couple buddies sitting at the bar uh, from my other job. And of course, those guys, I would have done the same thing. After uh, she left to go shoot pool or go talk to her friends or something like that, my buddies go, so what's her story? That's where the bartender comes in. If you made a good impression on the bartender, if the bartender re- remembers you, knows you, that's where they start telling your life story. And I told them pretty much the same thing I told you guys. She's a smart girl, minus that moment right there. And she's really good looking and uh, she goes to college. And, you know, I just told them basic story and, you know, left it up to them whether they went over and talked to her, which they didn't. But one of the guys did toy with the idea of uh, knocking on her door and, uh, or leaving a note on her door or something like that. And I said, dude, do you want to go to jail? You know, that's, that's stupid. Don't even think about that. But let's flip the coin here. Talk about the female's uh, point of view. There was one night where I was sitting at, uh, doing my bartender job and this girl walks up, orders a vodka cranberry. Uh, I remember this mostly because she asked me if Buck Cranberry was Atkins friendly. I'm like, hell, I don't know. Because I was never, I never got onto that bandwagon. And she spotted this guy across the room and says, what's his story? And I looked at the guy and it was a guy that I didn't particularly like. He was kind of a dick. He always walked into the place like he owned the place and he just had this overall air about him, like, I'm better than you. Well, okay, he owned his own business. Maybe he is better than me. Most people look down on bartenders anyway, but uh, he walk in, flashing his money around, and try to pick up anybody, and I said, oh, that guy? So the I, to respond to the girl, I said, oh, that guy? Oh, uh, I don't know his name right now, but uh, he comes in here pretty often. Usually when a bartender says something about how often they come in, instead of they're a nice person, they work here, they do this, they do that, they're married, usually the bartender doesn't like him. And the bart- and unfortunately she didn't get the hint. She went over there and uh, introduced herself and I... Th- you know, I think that um, there that girl was on the prowl that night because she went home with him shortly thereafter. The guy and the guy was kind of a pig like that anyway, so it worked out just fine for him. But uh, the next time she came in, she started referring to him as her boyfriend, and I didn't have the heart to tell her that guy's been in here uh, twice this week with a girl that wasn't you and but you know you know as a bartender should we be giving away information like that maybe i don't know i mean i've seen those signs behind other people people's bars that uh give a price listing one dollar for i'm not here or two dollars for i haven't seen him or five dollars for you know they died i don't know but that's usually if their spouse or uh, calls calls up to bar to see if they're there. 
But I didn't tell the girl. The guy came in a little bit later, and he, uh, he paraded around with her for a few minutes. But shortly thereafter, I didn't see her. Uh, I didn't see her again. And I made up stories in my head because I hated that guy, and I thought he always thought he was shifty anyway. But that's what makes your bartender your potential wingman or wingwoman. The bartender will help you out if you're nice to them. If you've developed a friendship with them, if you are a good tipper, they might point you in the right direction. You know, say, oh yeah, she's uh, awesome. Or there was this one time where I even heard my partner uh, working with me on a Saturday night refer to a guy as he's marriage material. Now, I don't know if that's what she was looking for. I don't know if that's what that guy was looking towards either, but that was awful nice of her to say. Bottom line, people, your bartender is probably the best wingman you can have in the bar because the bartender knows you, the bartender knows the other people. Because if you're a nice person, if you're not too maudlin at any point in time, or if you're just generally cool to be around, yeah, they're going to talk you up to other people. Guys, if the girl, if it's a girl by bartender and she thinks you're a good guy, she'll try to hook you up with anybody. You know, it's just, just to be cool. Unless she's the overprotective type uh, of her friends. I believe me, that's happened a dozen times. There was one time where I was interested in a girl and, uh, the, my bartender friend, she told me, uh, you don't want her, she's a skank. And I basically looked at her right in the eye and I said, I have no problem with that. You know, because, you know, honestly, it had been a while at that point. But I had been known to be kind of protective of the girls that came in, came to my bar. I wanted them to be with a nice guy. And me, okay, yes, maybe I was a little selfish from time to time where I wanted them to be with me and whoever whatever guy that she was interested in, I automatically thought he was a schmuck no matter who he was. But, you know, I your bartender will protect you. Your bartender will look out for you. I mean, will the bartender stop you from going home with somebody that's beneath you? I don't know. Will the bartender stop you from going home with a serial killer? Absolutely. But... Will the bartender let you go home with somebody just because it's funny? Oh, hell yeah. And just have you do the walk of shame the next day? Bartenders think that's hilarious. But along with the whole bartender being your wingman, wingwoman, it does happen. It's not just in the movies or in TV where a guy would uh, say, Hey, bartender, send that, girl a drink over, uh, send that girl over there a drink and put it on my tap. And the guy sits back and pretty much waits. And I just say, okay, it's your money. Two times I remember it happening. No, it had happened a lot more uh, than that. But there there were two times where it was the same girl, really, really pretty blonde girl uh, that worked at the Chili's uh, in the same town. She had uh, th- these guys, two different guys uh, said, hey, can you send uh, send her a drink? And I said, all right, man. And I walked over and then I give her the drink and she's, uh, just looks at me and she goes, who's this from? I said, the guy at the bar wanted me to give you this. And she goes, oh, 
what's he like? I said, truthfully, I, well, the second guy, I said, truthfully, I don't know. I haven't met, uh, I just met the guy tonight. The guy before that, though, I, I was somewhat friends with him. Uh, and basically gave him a bad review and called him a chicken for not just coming over and talking to her because, geez, she was gorgeous. And, you know, trying to, I thought he was trying to develop power uh, in the relationship, if there was going to be one, by making her come to him. I wasn't very helpful to that guy. He and I got along okay, but I, I was never very helpful to him. But it does happen where the guys will try to buy, get a lot of drinks into some girls to, you know, hopefully they'll want a party, whatever. And, well, well ultimate, ultimately, you know, we want to see him naked. I mean, that's, you know, let's face it, people, come on. So... There was this other time where the guys were like, Hey, Anthony, uh, tell me about those girls over there. And I look over where they're pointing, and I notice that it's a small Russian group of girls, and they're, they're actually uh, Russian. And they were all really nice girls, and all pretty in their own right. And uh, I said, Well, they're all really nice girls. Uh, uh, they're friendly, always smiling at me. Uh, I can't really tell you much else. And he says, do me a favor, send them around. So I said, okay. So I sent them around and uh, came back to the bar. And a couple minutes later, he noticed they were done with their drinks. And uh, he said, put all their drinks on my tab. Send them another round. And I said, your money. And this guy tried his hardest all night to get these girls drunk but these girls could handle their alcohol like you would not believe i mean drink uh well i'm not a good example because you know i drink one quarter's light one shot i'm flying but uh these girls could you know put away six or seven hefeweizens and still be fine you know it's like the equivalent of me drinking coca-cola but you know, is it a regional thing because they're Russian? I don't know. You know, it's all you'd think it would all be about vodka, drinking vodka with everything, toast to vodka. But in this case, the guy he totally struck out because they were very independent and very strong women. I really admired them for that, and they didn't take any shit. I, the guys. They got to know him. Uh, the guys got to know him eventually through more conventional means because they were never coming over to talk to him, them, and so they made the initiative to go talk, uh, go talk to the girls, and the girls basically um, really knew how to stand up for themselves. I mean, it was very admirable. One guy uh, even said, I will buy you your drinks for the rest of the week if I can just look at your boobs just once. Because, yeah, I'll admit it, she had magnificent boobs, but uh, that's beyond the point. Uh, she said no. And there was nothing that he could do. She absolutely would not do it. I admire her for that, even though I wanted to see him probably just as bad as uh, he did. But that's pretty much the story of people meeting other people of in the bar. There have been a number of times where 
the customer has developed an interest in their bartender or their server. Let me give you a piece of advice, everybody. This goes for everybody, men, women alike. Usually, the bartender and server are nice to you because that's what they're paid to do. That's, you know, because they want your business. They want to make money. But, it, you know, what happens where it's, I think she really likes me. It's not the $50 tip I gave her uh, for that one beer. I think we really made a connection. You know, a lot of people uh, get their minds deluded like that. But just remember, you're probably kind of drunk at the time. But it's happened a hundred thousand times all over eternity where the customer gets interested in their bartender or their waitress and starts saying, so, so when, when can we hang out sometime? And the bartender is usually too busy. Uh, you know, they got to take care of their stuff. They work late nights and usually the pickup line doesn't come up that easily where uh, a guy's version. So uh, what do you do on, when's your next day off? When, uh, let's hang out. Okay, when the guy finally got up the nerve to ask the girl out, he had been drinking for quite a while. And he was and she said, "Oh, I don't think so. Uh, not interested." And later on the guy came uh came up to me and said, "You know, I really like that girl, uh but she's turned me down so many times. Uh, what can I do?" And the advice I gave him and I said I, was try asking her out sober because every time you've talked to her, you are just blasted, dude. And she doesn't think you're serious. And so eventually he did. Uh, you know, he came in earlier and uh, before he started drinking, he very politely asked her out for a date. They went on one date. I don't know where it went from there. Uh, well, I don't think it lasted very long. But uh, other times, like, uh, for example, some girls get, their in, girls get interested in their bartender and do a lot of stuff to get the bartender's attention. Um, I've seen boobs, and to the women that have uh, shown me their boobs, I thank you from the bottom of my heart for it. I greatly appreciate it. Um, but when you ask out your bartender or your server, it's kind of a crapshoot because the bar bartender and servers, they're paid to be nice. They're paid to be curious, uh, courteous. Uh, they aren't necessarily like that outside of the bar. If anybody out there uh, has seen the movie waiting, that movie is probably one of the most accurate depictions of working in a bar I have ever seen. You remember that one character, the, that girl, she, uh, when she's in front of her customers, she's smiling, she's being friendly, but as soon as she's out of earshot and eyesight of the customers, she starts yelling, cussing, you know, that's pretty much a lot of us. And some, most of the time, bartenders and servers are more likely to date each other because we are closely knit we are a team we're a family and we get to know each other better than any of our customers but 
you know, it does it does happen from time to time where a bartender takes advantage of the situation. Like, well, this girl is a uh, girl is drunk. Eh, she's kind of cute. Why not? Or actually, I've seen women do that too. The more aggressive women bartenders or servers, they you know might walk by you and they might accidentally brush their breasts up against your back. That's just to try to get your attention. And to the waitresses and bartenders that have done that to me in the past, thank you so much. Uh, greatly appreciated. But for a guy like me, so many of my colleagues have told me, you wouldn't know if a girl liked you unless she hit you over the head with a 2 by 4 True, but there were a lot of times where, truthfully, a lot of the girls that came into my bar trusted me. Why? Because I'm a nice guy. Yay! Ugh. Being the nice guy means that any girl that I'm interested uh, is going to probably come up to me and talk to me about some leather-wearing alcoholic that's, uh, you know, beating the crap out of them. And I th then I'll sit back and think to myself, and you won't go out with me. Yeah, but this guy beats the shit out of... Uh, you know what? Never mind. So, uh, but it does... It, on rare occasion, I did kind of get the hint, but that the girl was interested. However, uh, I wouldn't make a move purposely because I thought she's just drunk. She might change her mind in the morning. I was always really self-conscious about the whole... Uh, what did she say? The whole coyote ugly thing where the girl wakes up next to me in the morning and immediately regrets it. I think that would pretty much beat my self-esteem all to hell. Not that I have that much to begin with. Well, hey, you know what? It feels like I'm kind of focusing on the negative part of dating in a bar scene. It's, you know, I feel like I'm just talking about the failed attempts. Um... There have been a number of times where I've seen people, to use the vernacular, live happy, happily ever after, after meeting each other in a bar. And truthfully, it's a good thing. Sometimes it happens right away. The two people see, see each other, they immediately start talking to each other, all of a sudden they're looking forward to seeing each other the next night at the bar, they exchange phone numbers... And then they become exclusive to each other, and all of a sudden, hey, they're getting married. Good for them. And it, you know, and there, it didn't feel like that it was a setup. It didn't feel like it was a pickup line used, or the girl had to get his get the guy's attention. It was just an automatic look at each other, and that's it. That's uh, they both decided that's where I want to be right now. And there, it happens once in a while, but in a bar situation, it can be difficult because there are just so many people around. There's so many life experiences, so many different personalities that sometimes you can't see that one person unless they've got a big freaking neon sign above their head saying, this one's for you. But, um, it... I mean, there were a couple examples where there were two people that worked together that came into the bar on a regular basis. We found out 
eventually that they weren't dating, but they just loved to hang out with each other. And, you know, this goes on for like six months or something like that. And, you know, during that six months, uh, he'd bring a girlfriend in, she'd bring a boyfriend in. Then all of a sudden, ultimately, they're sitting there talking about breaking up with their girlfriend or boyfriend. And then one of us, doesn't matter who was one of us, just looks at him and says, why don't you two just bone and get over with? Come on. I mean, can't you, we can see what's the chemistry between you two. Why don't you just go and do it? You're not brother and sister, are you? No, no, you're not. So, you know, we planted the seed. And there were a couple times where we planted the seed and immediately those two people were uncomfortable to be around each other anymore. They just, their friendship ended right at that second. But there were times where it became something. And it just, you know, they realized they taking that next step actually made their relationship stronger. Being such good friends made the relationship easier. And it was, it's just amazing to watch. It's one of those things where you kind of sit back and hope hope it happens for you sometime. It's actually a lot of fun to watch a couple that is genuinely in love and just to see them holding hands just to see them, you know, sneak a kiss here and there and, or, you know, being together, but also being with other friends, other, uh, other bar patrons, but they're really just there together and they're almost inseparable. It's actually a really beautiful thing to see. Okay. So... I think we've finally come up to the part of the podcast where I introduce some music. This week's artist I'm going to be featuring on this podcast is Melissa Mickelson with her single Hold On that is doing extremely well on radio. Really, people, I want you to listen to this. Check it out. This song is great. So it is my honor, privilege that she allowed me to do this. Allow me to introduce Melissa Mickelson featuring 3 and 20 with their single Hold On. Look for 
gonna be mine, so fine, divine, it's dime. I can't get her off my mind. Now we sipping wine, trading signs, talking about them blurred lines. Ain't nothing wrong with a little bit of bump and grind. Gotta keep that fire burning, jump in the bed and stay all day. Baby, you deserve it. I look in your eyes and I fade away. There's never gonna be another person to love me and make me wanna stay. Hold on to me, baby. Listen to what I gotta say. with 3 and 20 with their song Hold On. You know what, people? Watch this woman. I just get this feeling that we're going to see her everywhere very soon. She's already getting airplay across the United States on country music stations. You can find her song and other songs done by her on iTunes or wherever you buy your music media. To find out more about her, Go to her Facebook page at Melissa Mickelson Band or go to her website at www.melissamickelson.net. She could be playing in an area near you, so if you get a chance, I seriously say you should check her out. And, you know, drop her a line. She loves to talk to her fans. Okay, this is the last call story of the podcast. There's times where people find themselves, they enjoy each other's company, and all of a sudden, the guy decides, you know, I like this girl, I think I, I, think I want to take her home. And, but all of a sudden, you know, being in a bar situation, there's a lot of people, it's really loud, and because uh, we got your music going, you got glasses going, you got people screaming over weird stuff, and maybe even video gambling machines. You can't really have an intimate conversation in a bar. So what do you do? You go to the nearby diner. You sit down, uh, maybe have breakfast at midnight, always fun. I love doing that. Uh, and sit down and talk, and then you can uh, have a good conversation. Okay, the dark side about that is... One of you is going to sober up and realize what's going on, and hopefully it doesn't turn out bad. Uh, the flip side of it, both of you sober up and realize that you have a lot in common because of a great conversation that you're having together. You know what? Good luck to you. That you know, any Anybody who manages to find a deep connection in my bar, in a bar situation, I truly admire you people. But it doesn't stop me from making fun of you. It's I'll be, you know, 
like three o'clock in the morning, a lot of bartenders will get together, go to Denny's or Sherry's or something like that. And just to sit and talk about their day, joke about uh, a customer they had maybe. And we'll see a customer that was in one of our bars and laugh to each other saying, you did the wrong thing, buddy. You gave her food. Now she's going to sober up. She's not going to want to do anything. She's going to probably fall asleep. But, you know, we're, yeah, we're making fun of you. Just remember that. Um, but bartenders, we are good wingmen, wing women. We will help you out and, you know, make sure you don't do something stupid or warn you if you're about to do something stupid. And, you know, what was that term in the movie Wedding Crashers? Is a class five clinger? Um, well, no, we're not good at spotting that sort of thing. But, uh... You know, most bartenders will give you uh, opinions on their regular customers. Mostly in the bars that are the hole in the wall. Not so much the corporate places because their turnover is huge. They don't really get true regular customers. I got a comment on my Facebook page, Hey Bartender Podcast. Uh, Just recently, uh, it was during the post where I was talking about uh, what we're going to do with this podcast you know, mostly have fun, uh, talk about drinks and stuff like that. And, uh, this, we got this one guy, Mickey DeWurst. I think that's how you pronounce his name. His comment on it was helping white folks dance since then emoji, beer, 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 emoji, emoji, emoji. Oh shit. I'm white. And then a scary face and guitar. Yep. Beer, liquor, the, ultimate icebreaker the ultimate liquid courage it's always there for you but try not to drink alone go to a bar meet people talk to people it's always good to be social anyway so that it's it for this week's podcast hope you had a good time if you have a particular song that you would like broadcasted on your my podcast feel free to uh, send me a message about it you can contact me at heybartenderpodcast at gmail.com uh, if you want to leave a comment ask a question tell me a story that I can talk about on this podcast go to my Facebook page uh, the Hey Bartender Podcast Facebook page or if you just want to send weird pictures or uh you know what? Bartender jokes, love those. Um, you know, or tell me about a drink that you've always liked and maybe even where you got it. Or if you're a bartender, tell me a drink that you love to make. And I'd love to broadcast it over the podcast. Until next time, this is your bartender. They call me the dude. This is Hey Bartender Podcast. As usual, I would like to wish you all lots of love, lots of sex, lots of happiness, and a good night. Felt so good, I had to blow again. I said, Hey, bartender.